Hello and welcome to the Anchor Book Club. My name is Olaoluwa Oladoku and I'll be your host today as we review Chapter 8 of The Pursuit of God by E.W. Tozer. The title of this chapter is Restoring the Creator-Creature Relation. Restoring the Creator-Creation Relation. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. That's from Psalm 57 verse 5. Order in nature depends upon right relationships. To achieve harmony, each thing must be in its proper position relative to each other thing. This is also true for humans. Order is very important to maintain balance in humanity, and this is universally true. The cause of all human misery is a radical moral dislocation, an upset in our relationship to God and to each other. This is a major consequence of the fall of man. Salvation is the restoration of right relationship between man and God. The atonement in Jesus' blood makes this judicially possible, and the working of the Holy Spirit makes it an experiential reality that is emotionally satisfying. We get our moral bearing from God. We are right only when we stand in a right position relative to Him. And it is natural in that sense to feel out of place when we are not in connection with God. From the book here it says, Much of our difficulty as seeking Christians stems from our unwillingness to take God as He is and adjust our lives accordingly. We insist upon trying to modify Him and to bring Him nearer to our own image. The flesh whimpers against the rigor of God's inexorable sentence and begs like Agag for a little mercy, a little indulgence of its carnal ways. It is no use. We can get a right start only by accepting God as He is and learning to love Him for what He is. As we go on to know Him better, we shall find it a source of unspeakable joy that God is just what He is. Some of the most rapturous moments we know will be those we spend in reverent admiration of the Godhead. In those holy moments, So the thought of changing him there refers to changing his personality, not our being changed by him. I just thought to clarify that. Every soul belongs to God and exists by his pleasure. And we owe him every honor we can give him. Every honor we can give him he deserves. We must bring our entire personality in conformity to his. The more we do this, we step more out of alignment with the world and more in alignment with him. I would like to read another excerpt from the book quickly. He 
here it says let no one imagine that he will lose anything of human dignity by this voluntary sellout of his all to his god he does not by this degrade himself as a man rather he finds his right place of high honor and one made in the image of his creator his deep disgrace lay in his moral derangement his unnatural usurpation of the place of god his honor will be proved by restoring again that stolen throne in exalt in exalting god over all he finds his own highest honor upheld As humans, we are created to surrender to something. We must surrender to something. And it's either to God or to sin. Now, the sinner prides himself of his independence, completely oblivious of the fact that he is a weak slave to sin's rule. Now, since being submission, in being in submission to something is a given, why don't we just submit to the one whose yoke is easy and his burden light? We must rid ourselves of the lifestyle of religious self-righteousness and empty worship. Let's put God where he belongs, at the center of everything. Reading from the book here again, it says, In our desire after God, let us keep always in mind that God also has a desire, and his desire is toward the sons of men and more particularly towards those sons of men who will make the once-for-all decision to exalt him overall. Such are these precious to God above all treasures of earth or sea. In them God finds a theater where he can display his exceeding kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. With them God can walk unhindered, towards them he can act like the God he is. We may have to convince the mind before God can win the heart. Sometimes our will doesn't immediately follow in the direction of our decision. While the imagination races ahead to honor God, the will may lag behind. And man never guesses how divided the heart is. The whole man must make the decision for the heart to know any real satisfaction. That's why we must also surrender our will to God. We must surrender our will to His. God wants us all, and He will not rest until He gets us. He won't give up. So we mustn't give up as well. So I would like you to say, Lord, I exalt you over all things. I exalt you above my possessions. I exalt you above my friendships. I exalt you over my ambition. I exalt you above my reputation. I surrender all to you. That is the heart we are supposed to have towards God, a heart of surrender. That's all of it for today, guys. Thank you once again for joining me on this. I would like to encourage you, as always, to spend some time in fellowship with God and also studying scriptures building your personal space of fellowship and intimacy with him. Have a beautiful day. God bless you.